0: They say everyone has a book inside them, and often that's where it should stay. I really can't help but be aghast that the author wants you to pay. But we're just a pair of absolute bookends You don't want to be like us. So if you want to read, pick some quality literature rather than this dross. Hello, welcome to Two Absolute Bookends, where we read books so bad you should burn them before reading. This is episode 17, Stop of His Head. And this week, joining me in being bathed in electromagnetic radiation is Louis. Hello. This time, we're reading chapter 13 of The Way the Stars Fall Rebirth by Louis Stockton, whose work is now available on the Google Store as a discount. So, you know, pick up them cheap ebooks, people. Come on. Needs our support. So, let's see what happened in this chapter. Uh... We saw, like, describe the aftermath of them escaping from the big old fracas with the Imperials and the Insurrectionists. Their ship was apparently a bit beaten up, so, you know, Jack decides to run his engines until they stop running, and they just float through space for a while. That's smart. Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't have time to get onto that in the summary. So... And then they find a planet that they decide that, you know, they could dock at, have a bit of shore leave, aside from the fact the planet's covered in acid, but, you know, that, that's irrelevant, you know what I mean? But yeah, they could find this planet, repair their ship, you know, have a bit of R&R, and while they're waiting around this planet, they realise there's another ship there. They decide to send Toner as the leader of the away party. They find the ships all in good working order, albeit strangely abandoned, and Jack decides to make Toner captain of this new ship, the idea Fortmund. So yeah that that happens like she is now like technically equal to Jack as they are both captains yeah so that that'll be that would be an interesting power dynamic, but it won't ever be an interesting power dynamic, so don't worry about it anyway, Louis so how did you feel about chapter thirteen yeah
1: um it's quite a short chapter like in general yeah. uh it's i mean i th- I think I say this every week but I really don't think there's much to say about it. It's not I mean apart from Cap the uh, toner becoming a captain of a new ship. Uh, yeah. It's after
0: what like 3 weeks in this universe or whatever, gone from like random science officer to captain. We do also get a bit of a flashback
1: to um Tiberius and how he reacted to sort of that whole battle that just mm-hmm. happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. his his name only gets, like, accidentally turned into Jack once, so, you know. <laughs> what is his name? His name is Tiberius Hunter.
1: Yeah, not Jack. Right, yeah, I thought... Yeah, not Jack at all. <laughs> See, for some reason, I, I've just been so long, I thought his name was Jack Tiberius, and so that's why they called him Jack.
0: Mm.
1: No, now, it was...
0: Now, I'm... Now I might be wrong about this because it has been a while since I've read the book, but I'm sure at some point later in the book, it turns out that Jack's like middle name is Tiberius. So maybe Tiberius's middle name is Jack. But again, that that's like poor memory, so that might not be correct. We'll have to see. You know, g- give me shit if anyone remembers when we get if we finish the book and that doesn't turn out to be true.
1: The main thing I. Uh... To take away from this chapter is it's again continuing that problem that's becoming more and more is just like the whole what's the right way to put it, how unfair the uh his treatment of like the benefits he gives Tona over like the rest of his crew,
0: yep, yep, the clear flagrant nepotism yeah, that's it yep that's a good way to put it, <laughs> which everyone seems to if anything approve of, so I mean yeah, yeah I don't know. with it now, yeah. Anyway, uh, let, let's run through it, because I, I think I had a bit more than I wanted to complain about than you. <laughs> oh, it, it hurts me more. <laughs> so, I mean, like, as they're flying away, it turns out that they did they did take more damage than it sounded like. Well, I mean, I guess it did sound pretty dire until they started firing their guns last chapter, didn't it? They're like, everything's in the red. So, like... Yeah. So, but, yeah like, apparently, but they did manage you know, to
1: still, like batter through
0: yeah just like completely body like part of this encircling yeah. fleet they basically use like, used, fly like
1: off. they basically <laughs> use like brute force to get out of a battle they didn't like actually fight in the fight in the battle they just went ah no not listening they just like
0: <laughs> got out of there yeah you know and even then it sounds like that the damage wasn't wasn't too bad you know it's like that their, their kinetic barriers went down but it sounds like well, they, they did take some, like, tangible damage to the ship. I know, it still sounds like less than a micron of dust did to them earlier, so yeah. uh, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Oh, they did have five people died in this little I'd interaction. I'd like to think that they were just, like, natural cause, like, someone had a heart attack <laughs> or something. or <laughs> Yeah, another person just, like, just like fell over and immediately broke their neck. Just someone like. else was, like... Not Ooh. even because the ship was uh, was shaking or something. Yeah. <laughs> they were just in their room and tripped over their pants that they
1: left lying on the floor. Someone was already on their deathbed, like, before the fight started.
0: <laughs> and now they're dead. Jack's just there. Five good men and women lost. Jack had failed to get them home. But, yeah, um, just something. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you might not recall, Louis, but I said that I was going to do a running count of the deaths as they went along. So, remember, we started out with approximately 180 people on the ship. Like, this brings us to about 170, given we can't decide whether Hollister's attack force back on the station actually died or not. Yeah. Like, we're sure they must, but we don't have numbers and we don't have any confirmation. So... Uh, so there's basically so there's 170 people left on the ship. Yeah, not not that many, you know. There's like 10 people they've lost. Yeah, but you know, just it's, shit's going to mount up, Louie. Shit's going to mount up. <laughs> I'm excited.
1: Uh, we, we get a nice sort of over-the-top description of how Jack is sitting on his chair. Oh yes, I love this. With his uh, hand on his forehead, sliding his index finger
0: <laughs> over the console. It's like just like, I just like imagine him like sat up completely straight with like his arm out at an angle and his hand slapped on his forehead like a big doy kind of thing. It's like Oh five people died. I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, like this is I mean uh, I guess I may as well say it here, but like Jack does not seem well suited to being like a captain in how like personally and unable to like disassociate himself from his crew members he is He's just like five people died five friends just like oh i just feel so guilty for letting them die yeah which he says in a minute and like yeah you know like two things i'll say is defense like you know you shouldn't be like blasé that they died but he should be able to like turn it off a bit and like you know put being sensible and rational about it over freaking out the head as the head of the ship just being like yeah they died you know i'll, I'll mourn for them when we're back in our universe whatever just gotta mm-hmm. gotta stay stalwart and i'll uh, the other thing i'll give him is that i guess he is a trading captain so this probably shouldn't happen that often yeah i guess <laughs> but-, but still you know he- he's not he's not cutting a fine a, like leading captain figure here freaking out because five people died in but in in what was all accounts a massive battle where they were ambushed like technically on both sides mm-hmm. by, <laughs> by two, two l- different people and <laughs>
1: by like two huge you know right outside the insurrectionist main base yeah
0: like like you know The the main forces of the two biggest forces in the universe, (laughs) they were caught in the middle of their fight and they escaped with five dead people. I mean, I'm kind of not sure how five people, only five people died on the ship if enough damage was done to the ship to kill any people at all. Mm -hmm. I do kind of wonder about the mechanics of that. I would have thought that anything that caused enough damage to actually kill people inside the ship would have, like hold the ship in an important area I mean like I I know I guess I mean I guess like they'd have blast doors so like the whole thing doesn't become vacuum and you know there might have been like five people working on this one engine that got blown up at the same in one place kind of thing but you know it does make me curious about the mechanics but you know not not strictly wrong I'm just being picky (laughs) and I like
1: how Tona tries to console him by mm-hmm. going up to him, going up to Jack and saying you did, you did the best you could Jack and then Hollister makes his way over <laughs> and says the same but added captain instead of Jack like what brilliant like brilliant work from Hollister so she's like you did the best you could Jack and he just walks over you did the best you could captain <laughs> Tony's just like the fun
0: what I just said Hollister that's stealing show a spark of originality ah but he changed it yeah, he said, Captain. He was more formal. Yeah, like, I know. I, I found that like a really weird way to say that as well. Like in how it's written, it's like Hollister came over and said the same, but added Captain instead of Jack.
1: Yeah. Like, why? Do, why I don't not know. just say like Hollister said, you know, you did the best you could, Captain? It just—it's too conversational the way it's described almost
0: it's just odd it's like des- describing that took up more space than just writing you did the best you could captain yeah <laughs> basically i think that's my problem with it it's like such a long-winded way to say l- the same amount <laughs> in just a more yeah just a more roundabout fashion
1: He jack says he feels guilty for leaving the insurrectionists
0: why yeah and especially when at the end of the last chapter, <laughs> um, what what was it he said? Yeah, just like Jack says, clear us away ahead, leave these bastards to burn. Yeah, I feel <laughs> next sorry. chapter, I feel so guilty. <laughs> this guy's so emotionally all over the place; he is not fit to be captain. <laughs> but yeah, like, and one thing. And then when when and then like Hollis's response to this is from what you told us, sir, they were going to do exactly the same as the Imperials, use us and the ship for their own gains. As Miss Strike stated, you did the right thing leaving them. When did she say that?
1: Yeah. There's a lot in this chapter that's you're just like, uh how? Like when
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's like what happened? Where did it?
1: I guess that was when okay. the author just went like and yeah, they suddenly got to the ship and then they escaped. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, you know, it, it's off page, you know, we've got to read between the lines, like, ah, because because Hollister said that there, Tona said it earlier, Yeah, right. there's, there's read between
1: the lines, and then there's read between mm. the pages. <laughs>
0: yeah. And there's make your own adventure. Yeah. But yeah, then I have questions about, like, Jack's decision to help them escape. Yeah, so to escape the system, they are apparently running their engines, like, constantly, like mm-hmm. until they shut down. Yeah. Like you know like I've like that that doesn't sound like uh like that oh, that would be much, but I actually have quite a lot to complain about about this. <laughs> Aside from that being so obviously stupid, like why like like they're out of sight of the enemy. They cannot see anyone following them at this point. I mean like I know in like space distances and light speed be like having visual contact isn't like a particularly important thing but but you know you get the idea like you know they're like past the point of being able to monitor if they're being followed or not and rather than reserve having the ability to actually steer their ship and you know like speed up and do any significant manoeuvres they decide to run their engines until they basically break uh-huh. and then and then go out of commission for twelve hours, and then just go it's okay we'll just go forward on inertia. This is fine, this is fine like there there is no reason why we'd want to have engines in these next twelve hours what Why not fly on inertia while still having the capability to use their fucking engines? Why didn't they get close to their engines failing, then decide to stop there. <laughs> And they'd just fly on inertia until their engines cool down. But they would still have the ability to use their bloody engines. Why? Yeah. Why Why overstress their system that much? I mean, you know, it's not good for anything to run it for so long that it overheats so much it shuts itself off. He doesn't go you know, that... well under pressure. He's just like, <laughs> like uh, full steam. I don't know. Like, you know, that's not generally good for for anything that for any mechanical thing if you run it for so like so long that it gets so hot that it has to turn itself off like if that happens with your computer it's because it's you're running it too hard it's not being adequately ventilated if you do that too much it'll cause serious damage to things in it but yeah and even beyond that how why why can't their engines run all the time? Like what are they doing? What, does has Jack like put them up to 150% or something? Whatever that would even mean. Like is he has he like ramped the engines up just so high that you know they have like a limited running time? That uh, seems weird on the ship design part.
1: Yeah. I mean, it could be that the engine is built to like run on a certain Level of power, but it, you can like overheat it, like when you know how you overclock a, you know, graf- yeah,
0: graphics card or whatever. That kind I can't Yeah, like I'm guessing that must be what how he was running it. If it was running so that it breaks like this, basically. Yeah. But if that's the case, why after they were like clear of like noticeable pursuit, did they not just start running the engines normally? Yeah, uh, that I don't know. And also just i've got i've got uh, take umbrage with a phrase what's what does running hot actually mean like I know what it's supposed to mean, but what does it in this context, but what's it actually mean um because I, mean, I, I guess I, what he's trying to say is that they're running hot like because I googled it, and to run hot is a is a slang word which either means to drive a police car with sirens and lights on. Or to be ahead of one's schedule yeah. that, that's what I got from googling it
1: I think he means that the engines are literally
0: hot yeah that's what I think he means too but it's just I just I just okay I don't know what it be what it's supposed to mean no, so I know like, what it I know what it's supposed to mean I don't know why he picked those words to mean it <laughs> I like how
1: during all this he asks his crew to you know help try and fix up the ship. And then they can have a few days to try and relax. And the, mm. the crew loves that idea because ever since they've entered this dimension, all they've been doing is, like, repairs, battles, work. Yet, like, Jack has the time to, like, fuck about with his redheaded <laughs> fuck buddy. For, like, you know, yeah. all the time, have, like, dinners every night, you know. Just, what? What work have they been doing? They've been, like, docked for, like, a large portion of the time.
0: Yeah, but, you know the docking at the insurrection space, they were repairing the damage from escape from the deep space combat observatory station. You know, they had, Jack had work for them. Repairing the <laughs> engines they would just broken. Mm. Oh yeah, what, one last thing about the engines, then I'll shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, thing is with space is that once you reach a speed, you're not going to slow down. And, like, I'm, I'm still not sure, like... They're supposed to be able to run at light speed, despite the fact that they seem to think that they can't run at light speed. It's still so unclear. Like, they have to be able to reach light speed, otherwise nothing makes sense. But they treat it as if they can't run at light speed yet, and in every other respect. Yeah. <laughs> so I just don't know, because, like... Because once you reach... Like, once you reach light speed, like... I don't, I don't think running the engines is going to make you go, like faster basically <laughs> like like the thing is yeah like you're going to want it to like speed up then you'd want to kill the engines anyway because that's just wasting fuel or energy Yeah. so yeah just everything about the engines annoys me that entire paragraph makes me ridiculously furious <laughs> but I think I've said all that anyone else in the world could possibly care to hear about it so I'll move on <laughs>
1: um and then then Jack takes Tona to the med bay to have the tracker removed. And this mm-hmm. is the first time we're ever hearing about a tracker being yep. in her. And it appeared that they had put it into her body uh, when she had been unconscious on the Deep Space Combat Observatory Station 58, back when she was being attempt, attempted gang rape.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised they found the time to like bug her amid the rape alle- <laughs> amid the rape threats. Yeah,
1: but also like, how are they just now discovering that? And like, well,
0: well, apparently it- they had nothing on their ship that was like testing for outgoing signals or anything of the kind. Yeah. we're never told Out- about outgoing this. signals strong enough to like literally go across like solar systems. <laughs> You know, like, I'm not sure quite what these would be, but, you know, th- these aren't going to be, like, insignificant radio waves. Like, you yeah. would have thought they would have had something on their ship to pick up the fact that unexpected broadcasts were coming out of it. Like, I mean, like I guess you can hand wave this so as well. just like, yeah, this, is, this was clearly supposed to be a... Like a what you call it, like a her like a spy thing, so they'd like put in countermeasures so it couldn't be tracked, but it's still BS. Especially because the because the insurrectionist commander she found it. She found out that something was being like admitted from her base. I have no idea why she waited until the Imperials attacked her before making this information clear. Also, I but, just yeah, I still can't whatever. get over
1: like how does how do they know that she had something inside her, and how do they know it was when she was in the deep space combat observatory station?
0: Well, I guess uh, I'm guessing that after Commander uh, Revan Sharpwell, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like said, huh? and Tona was like broadcasting. Jack was like, ah, not my Tona uh scan her it's like oh shit she's been su- she's been submitting this massive obvious like signal wave like from this patch in her arm oh shit i guess she must have been like tagged and and there's like tona did you do you remember getting tagged and she's like well no and they're like well i guess that must have been when you're unconscious i mean it, they can only be assuming that i mean i also don't know when else it could have possibly been but you know it's not like they were like yes that's definitely you know we've seen it we know now they're like that's when it must have been that's their well founded assumption
1: and then uh she decides that like a ship is no good if a captain is burnt out too so uh they go back to their his room and and she gives him a massage mm uh which which allows us to to visit a flashback,
0: actually. And while giving him the massage, the removal of the tracker did not hurt her at all. It yeah. was not even sore, so she could easily help him without hurting herself. I love how yet alive. Thank God we knew that the massage didn't hurt her. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first thought when it, when it said that Tona was going to give Jack a massage. I was like, shit, shit, son, this is pretty steamy, but hold the phone. Is this hurting Tona? You know, she's had like a tiny incision in her arm to get out a tiny chip.
1: To be fair, I was thinking like, like Tona's gone through that, and then like, she's massaging Jack.
0: I, you know, he, he's had a very stressful time. Yeah. he couldn't get them home, Louie <laughs> I also I I also like just the statement it seemed they could easily hide something under the skin without notice. Yes. I mean I mean we can do that. Like you know we can tag people and animals like that. <laughs> you know, you can put a chip in your dog. You can't notice. You don't see like this big flashing like red lump just under its skin if you get them tagged. It's not hard to, like, put something tiny under people's skin without being able to notice it. I mean, like, maybe it's a little high-tech that there wasn't even, like, a red mark or something. But, you know, as as Jack's pointing out, I'm flying around in a spaceship like this is science fiction. You know, this probably should be, like, the most surprising bit of tech he's seen all week. But, oh well.
1: Uh, yeah, the flashback is of Tiberius, uh, mm-hmm. who is standing... I'm assuming this is just after the uh the tranquility has escaped from the fight mm-hmm. uh, as he's staring out where the tranquility had gone and he's approached by a young crew member holding a paper printout for the captain.
0: I love that paper. Why is the why is the imperium so fucking old tech? Yeah. What's wrong with it like like I would have thought like how many had, they have like, data pads and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Where are their fucking iPads? Where are their tablets? <laughs> like, I would have thought that, like, in this kind of a, like, galaxy space fairy kind of thing, you yeah? know, like, like paper would be a horribly wasteful way to do things. Like, you know, they could yeah. be on their ships for long periods at a time without going in. Like, they'd probably have to have, like, an in, in-ship, like, mulching and recycling plant to, like, keep rolling their yeah. paper over. <laughs> like it just sounds so old tech and wasteful it's just funny like the, like the imperium just seems like so creaky old
1: yeah and i like how so this is this paper printout is a report mm-hmm. and it says uh the insurrectionists have been crushed that's what the report says
0: nice he needed a piece of paper yeah. for that <laughs> or you could look out the window <laughs> Look at their fiery asteroid base just like burning there in front of them. What does the printout say? <laughs> Tell me <laughs> if it is not printed on the paper it is not the truth. But apparently the commander managed to escape during the battle, despite that being one of Tiberius's two like commands to kill everyone and capture her.
1: Yeah, what a terrible surely you'd want to capture some people for like interrogation purposes or even just like you know, like prisoners of war sort
0: of Yeah, like like even even if this was their main base, this can't be where all of the insurrectionists in the universe were. In this one base. Like, you know, they had people on one of like Tiberius's ships to tell them ahead of time that they were coming there. But again they still seem to be utterly unprepared for it, which is baffling, but you know, whatever. Can't get hung up on shit like that, <laughs> or we'll be here all fucking night. <laughs> Quite
1: a point is made of the of the age of of the young crew member mm-hmm. that he couldn't have been any older than eighteen cycles, because apparently they're I don't know just recruiting a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I know, like pe- people are allowed to join the army when they're 18. Yeah, in fact, that... I think most people do. I think um, most people do start their yeah, careers it's not in even the army like he on. was like
1: a 16 or like 14, you know, underage subscriber.
0: Yeah, and also just want to say something. Drafting and conscripting is exactly the same thing. Yep. I don't know why he said it was drafting and conscripting left, right and center cuz literally fucking the same thing. I don't know why.
1: Uh, if anyone's interested, we get another random, I assume,
0: never-mentioned-again name drop. Uh, it's like, yeah, like, Tiberius just turns to Jack. It's like, for no reason. It says <laughs> Jack asked, but it's clearly supposed to be Tiberius. Though I will say, it's it's hard to tell. Like, you know, there's no, like like, break in my book to show, like, when we go from a scene on the Tranquility to a scene with Tiberius... So it is a little like jarring, especially at the end of the Tiberius section, because it just goes immediately into Jack speaking. Yeah, I don't think he, the author's <laughs>
1: quite got down like flashbacks in vis- you know, in like a book. It's yeah, it's quite in a, a, a written medium to, <laughs> to just because literally just the next paragraph is suddenly like back in the massage parlor.
0: Like yeah, like like yeah. You know. Even like you doesn't even have to like do anything writing wise to make it better. It's just leaving a space to make it clear it's like entirely separate scene. You know, like 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 (laughs) you know, just just have that in your mind, not
1: just like a completely fucking random like indentation for no reason. Yeah, do that, but for a reason, (laughs) (laughs) and you might be halfway towards a decent book. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I think you got something to say about the. Uh, so we we get told that the the young uh, private private Julio Hollerand. Uh, I wonder if there's any relation relation there with our
0: Hollister. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it's one of evil alternate Hollister's bastard children. In this yeah. universe, Hollister stayed himself. Oh God. <laughs> 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 um, I, st- I still think they missed a trick by not having Evil Hollister be the insurrectionist leader. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that's entirely like out there. Carry on.
1: <laughs> so, so the report says that you know basically the ship. They get the ship's name, the ITF Tranquility.
0: Yeah, I I don't see how how would that be being broadcast from the ship because it's not like they saw that it was painted on the side or something. It's like yeah. like we got this off their navigational array. Just like what? <laughs> Okay, right, I, so I'm just assuming they're they're broadcasting something all the time, just going, "ITF tranquility, yeah, ITF tranquility, ITF tranquility." But yeah, whatever. Again, I'll, I'll just accept it. And it has a
1: strange emission <laughs> coming from one of the cargo holds. Extreme yeah. levels of electromagnetic radiation bleeding from the ship.
0: Yeah. So, ooh, extreme levels and. How much do you know about electromagnetic radiation, Louie? Not a lot. Do you, do you know what things are included under the descriptor of electromagnetic radiation? No. Radio waves are, but so is microwaves, infrared waves, UV rays, and visible fucking light. <laughs> so, you know, look at me here, I'm... Look at these things coming from my ceiling, <laughs> excluding like massive amounts of electromagnetic radiation bleeding into every corner of my room. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's just, it's the vaguest and least helpful way of describing what's actually being emitted. <laughs> like we have no idea what it actually is. Like, <laughs> like and yet they what, know what the it? ship's name. Like literally like, like radio waves or light, one of those things is coming <laughs> from the middle of the ship, like it's, it's, they're just like and again so, some of those are pretty bad, you know like if they if they've got this thing like pumping out loads of microwaves from the middle of their ship, you know people are going to start dying, <laughs> like the differences between all of those types of radiation that i that I listed out are pretty significant, <laughs> so yeah just. What the fuck is it? What's their warp drive actually bleeding out? What's it doing? Who knows? Fucking visible light. <laughs> that was
1: the one that got me. <laughs> um, <sighs> And yeah, so basically they decide to head off and follow them. Uh, and we get a bit of a weird sort of ending to the flashback where the private says you know, hail the Imperator and raises his, raises his fist into the air. And Tiberius goes, Yeah. Hail the Imperator.
0: Tiberius mumbled quietly. And it's like Tiberius raised his fist slowly. Yeah. So like So like throw it throwing that shade towards the Imperator. And like don't get me wrong, we like we know that he kind of like had mixed feelings towards the Imperator from his like special chapter. You know, when he was thinking of stealing his cutlery and shit, <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> yeah, like immediate impulse, <laughs> put cutlery into pockets, go, go, go. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, why? Even if he did have this, like, anti-imperator sentiment, even though the imperators made him like such an important person, like, yeah, in, his said, navy, we'll in his navy and his universe,
1: all the resources you need,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, but despite that. He's th- like, even if he was still had problems with the Imperator, why would he be like throwing like such outward shade to, to like members of his staff, like him like going, yeah, hey, all the Imperator. <sighs> why would he do that? Why, why would he be so fucking obvious to a nobody to like a private on his ship? That's just mad. Yeah. Oh, and like and and related to, to to Tiberius's captaining ability like i did fi- i find it a little odd actually think about it that he didn't send anyone to follow the, to follow the tranquility cuz like earlier on it talks about at the beginning it talks about how the tranquility has no shield you know it's like taken damage it's not in a good way and you know they've they have got the insurrectionist base like proper fucking wrecked and mm-hmm. surrounded
1: and wasn't you know, the like orders from the Imperator to specifically get the ship?
0: Yeah, that was like that was their main one. That should be his main priority. That was his actual mission. Like, yeah, b- breaking the insurrectionists—that's great. That's gravy. He wants to do that, but it wasn't his mission, though. Yeah, but yeah, and, like, and it's not like they
1: definitely couldn't follow because the ba- even though it is a battleship, so you'd think it would be slower than like sort of smaller frigates.
0: Which they had yeah. mm, Maybe, I'm not sure quite how that works Like, If if you can, if they can hit Warp speed, like light speed I think their mass becomes kind of Irrelevant, I mean I guess speeding up to it I, I don't well, even know how the fuck if my, no, if my knowledge They space, don't know how it fucking works
1: If my knowledge of space <laughs> is accurate And my knowledge of, of space Comes entirely from playing EVE Online Right <laughs> Okay, <So. laughs>
0: this will be fantastic, carry on Frigates are faster than battleships now, Obviously,
1: at warp speed, it's the thing uh, is. You see, in in, is, a, in that game, even at warp, like maximum warp speed is different.
0: I'm not sure if that holds true to real life because, like, there's no wind resistance or anything. You know, like, like there's nothing really like stopping it from moving in space to slow it to slow it down. And a battleship are able to have like way bigger engines on it. So, I don't know, I don't know enough about space either, but I wouldn't have thought that, like, I wouldn't have thought that that would necessarily hold true, but I guess it might. Oh, oh I'm willing it must to do. give it's them in the that game. one. Oh yeah, of course, it's in EVE. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have, you know, they don't have gameplay concerns or anything. No. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, but yeah, basically my point is just, you know, they might never have this opportunity again, because like... The tranquility was there, taking a pounding from both sides by the insurrectionists and from, and from the imperial. Imperial was attacking, so you know its shields were down. It had been taken by a surprise. They were having to just wait there for Jack to get there in like a little shuttle, pootling along. You know, it's like going between the ships. So like, so like this. Like, they're never going to catch, like, the tranquility at a more inopportune moment where it's, like, more (laughs) God, it's trousers caught down. And, like, and at the end, Hollister's like, oh, I know how to follow them now. I mean, I'm assuming that was because of the bug on Tona, which they know about and have removed now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like that that was a strong assumption to make, that they wouldn't work out, that they were clearly followed to the insurrectionist base. When, <laughs> you know, even if they hadn't been told by her, by the insurrections commander, they should have had an idea that maybe they were somehow being tracked and they should maybe look for something like that. Because it's a little suspicious that they followed them so quickly and so exactly. So, yeah, basically, this seems like the biggest chance to capture the tranquility Tiberius will ever get and he just lets it slip through his fingers without giving a single shit. That, that That's it about that. <laughs> Yeah, um, so then we're just thrown thrown
1: back into the massage. Uh, yeah, it
0: goes straight from, Yeah, hail the Imperator, Tiberius mumbled quietly. I just don't know what to do, Tona. Etc, etc, Jack mumbled. <laughs> so yeah, you know, seamless. Like, actually, in the worst possible way, seamless. <laughs> Tona basically just reassures him that he's doing the right thing. Um... Yeah, I mean, he isn't, but she's reassuring him that he is. She leans over, pecks his, chi- his cheek with a soft kiss. The peckening is real.
1: Yeah, and I like how he, uh, he says, I just hope nothing happens to you. You're the only person who's keeping me sane here on this ship. Again, just like, <laughs> such favoritism. He doesn't care. Oh, and how? why is he so upset about the five people that died, and yet she's the only like one that he really
0: cares about? Yeah. Because they, because they like reflect on him as a captain, you know. He's like, I said I was going to get them home. If I don't, I'm a, I'm a poo captain, <sighs> and I'm a good captain. <laughs> I like
1: the the description here. It's just badly worded, but it, it paints a funny image of Jack looking up over his shoulders at Toner, like him, like looking. I'm assuming it's meant to be like to the over one shoulder, but. Mm. The idea of him,
0: like, looking straight up, like... Uh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the good captain. And then she kisses the stop of his head. Yeah. Brilliant. And speaks the words, lights off, followed by no full stop.
1: <laughs> I like to think yeah. that she didn't actually turn the
0: lights off. Like, we're never told. He's yeah, just like, just... so... What? It's like, yeah, you know, like we don't have that tech on this shit. Yeah, we still got <laughs> like, like, like a have fucking intercom. Have you seen on our inter? Yeah, have you seen our fucking intercom? We it have. Was a- like, You're gonna have to walk over there and do it. She's like I ain't fucking walking. You over have a literal there. lamp Fine. in this room that you have to go up to and switch off. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little switch on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, why? Why did you think we'd have voice-activated lights? <laughs> yeah, she's like, <laughs> look Clap at this on this place. <laughs> Clap on. Tona plus. Want to have romancing,
1: and then I, lo- I just uh, love how the next paragraph starts. Te- wait, oh, what? Uh,
0: before you start, I wanted to go back to something.
1: Okay, of course you do. Uh,
0: yeah, because I'm not. I'm not letting this chapter fucking end. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you know where it's like Toda's reassurance. A lesser captain would have given up now and sided with one of the factions. You have guided them with honor and purpose. No. No. A sensible captain probably would have joined with one of the factions rather than pissing off the two main forces in the galaxy to the point they're both trying to kill him and capture his ship. And and he's he doesn't have a he doesn't have a purpose. He's got a purpose in the sense that he wants to get home, but he doesn't have a plan. They're aimlessly floating around space. They don't know where they're going. They have yeah, he no just has actual no plan. plan. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, (laughs) but 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 it's with honor and purpose. (laughs) Just with what the fuck? No, literally not. They're
1: they're basically going like, maybe if we go over here,
0: we'll find I don't know another wormhole. You know, they've not actually got as far as we could tell. They've not actually got any information on where other wormholes will be. They're just flying. And I'm not even sure if they've explicitly said they're looking for other wormholes to get home. I don't recall them ever saying it. No. <laughs> not, to my, not to the best of my knowledge. So they are literally, they are just flying in a straight line away from the fight at the insurrectionist base. And they've realised there's like a planet here. And they're like, oh, there's a planet here. I guess we can wait here to repair. That's the extent of his plan. <laughs> Waited a planet to repair ship, then question mark. <laughs> so, yeah... That said, I will say that while I gave him shit for not joining one of the factions, he also didn't have a chance to, because both of the factions were written to be so immediately and retardedly evil that, you know, there was never actually any, like, reason to join either of them. Like They both basically fucked him over and decided to attack him without any good reason anyway. You know, like, so... It's it's just retarded, like, all over, on all levels down. Like, you know, there is no nuance in the Imperium or the Insurrectionists. It turns out they are both just pants-on-head retarded and evil with no redeeming features. You know, no, no look at the nuanced terrorists of the Insurrection fighting against this oppressive empire. No, they're just evil idiots as well. But, yeah. So, yeah, you you can go on now.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, so they... They make their way into the new system and uh basically start orbiting the largest planet for some reason
0: mm-hmm
1: why like again it go- comes back to what you just said what what is their what what are they doing what's their plan? I want us orbit this planet maybe
0: yeah I mean like like I don't know why 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 do they want to be orbiting a planet? Have they had what, no why?
1: meetings about or anything about like what are we doing? Like,
0: Well, well, you know, it, it seems that like that their war council, basically, is Jack, Hollister and Toner. And Hollister just does whatever Jack says. Toner has no fucking idea what's going on. And Jack's an idiot, so apparently not. Yeah, and this is apparently a class N
1: planet, uh, yep. which is barren, high temperatures... Uh, not a decent atmosphere. Only carbon dioxide, acids, and sulfur.
0: But yet, what? Surely, it's just occurred to me. Surely, being in orbit is what isn't. How's that helping them do anything? It like makes them easier to spot because they're now near like planets, like these big obvious things in empty space mm-hmm. as opposed to a speck just floating in empty space and you know gravity is actually putting some stress on the ship if they've got enough gravity to orbit it i mean like not significantly but it's still like it's still something that you then have to worry about rather than just floating dead in space yeah i mean <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> it, it beats doing yeah.
1: nothing that's basically their I... idea at the moment right now i think
0: i, I guess i I guess, like, reaching a planet's cause for celebration. Let's do it, even though there's fuck all at the planet. But, yeah, uh, whatever, whatever. They're just, like, escaping from the battle, like, yeah, we did it. Now what? Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I just want to mention something. It mentions that that Crewman, uh, Crewman Bradley was the navigator at that time. And... Way back in chapter one, a guy called Bradley was the second helmsman, not the navigator. Maybe it's... I mean, maybe it's a different Bradley. I suppose it's, you know, the ship of 180 people. You're do to have were... more than one Bradley. <laughs> but they were both referred to only as Bradley. I mean, you know, I guess, just... I guess maybe that's enough, you know. There's crewman Bradley and there's second helmsman Bradley. Of course you can tell them apart. But, you
1: know, just just thought I'd bring it up. That's just lazy. Confusing at best. What? <laughs> like... Just pick a different name if it's a different person. Or say he was promoted or something. Who cares? Is, like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Crewman Bradley. The navigator at the time. Of course, because mm. they rotate shifts. Yeah. I just don't think that's an effective way of running a ship. Like, there's got to be some sort of, like, information loss as, like, a new person comes in. What's the, What are the
0: people doing when they're not... Well, I mean, like... Just just because they have people on, like, rotating shifts, I mean, like, they might, like, it's possible that P- that it might all still be, like, overlapping, so it's not like an entire third of the ship just, like, walks past each other to go to their new roles. <laughs> yeah. you have, like, it eight, might be, like you the know? A
1: team on, and you've got, like, the night shifts
0: despite there being no night in space but you know but yeah like i guess you know i guess it's like you know just this guy switches over then like a little bit later this other person switches over but each of those roles are in their own like 8 hour shift chunk it's just the 8 hours might not sync up across the bri- across the entire ship so there isn't like the information loss of suddenly everyone not working and switching over so they can be like oh hey welcome welcome to your shift you know bradley's just done navigating and shit Um, I don't know I don't see how else you could do it If you want your ship to run 24 hours I think what happens
1: next It probably triggered you um, Mm -hmm. In that they See something that's low in orbit On this Mm -hmm. uh, On this planet And like Jack's initial thing Is like is it a ship (laughs) Like for some reason Um, Yeah And We're told that there are There'll be uh, two more arms before the engines are cooled it, uh, down enough for a restart, so they could not afford another fight. And then we, we look, Bradley tells us that yes, it probably is a ship because of the sensor silhouette, apparently, uh, mm. just like in Austin mm. Powers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 it's a giant wang. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> great stuff I'm trying Um, and then Jack decides oh let's go towards it (laughs) (laughs) yes like what they're it just All said like a paragraph before they want to avoid a fight because they don't, they fucking don't have engines.
0: Yeah, they can't escape or well, I mean they can maneuver because they've got these little jets, but you know they're like you know they're like for fine movement. You know they can't do anything serious. These are for like like poking them onto like the narrow like small directories yeah. kind of thing. And Bradley but, yeah,
1: mentions y- that like it looks like it was a uh, based on the silhouette, it's a cargo transport, but here. Transports are battleships, and battleships are transports. Um, and we get our first chuckle, actually, of this chapter there. Are
0: you uh, sure that's the first chuckle? I feel like we may have missed one. Mm, Maybe not. I think Maybe it's the first right. one. Uh, uh, I'd like I'll, to think I'll I, c- believe I wouldn't you. miss a chuckle. Yeah. That's the kind of man you are, Louis. It's Never a quiet miss chuckle. A, chuckle. <laughs> a quiet chuckle for a for a, just a little bit of fun from Bradley over there at the Navigation. Um, so, this week, Chuckle Vision. Oh, we have two juicy chuckles. That's a lie. One of them's quiet, a smirk, and a laugh. Oh, not a bad week for Chuckle Vision. Back to you, Louis. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so
1: he makes that sort of half joke, half like recommendation that this might be a battleship, it might not be what it appears, and then Jack's still like, yes, let's, let's go towards it.
0: Yeah, like, I had not to feel about the fact that it sounds, like I say, like, it's hard to tell how much Bradley's actually joking there, but I just like, suddenly everyone's battle stations.
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's like, he said that, and then literally the next sentence is, the ship suddenly went into battle stations, and everyone manned their posts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sh- and then it's like, nothing happened. The other vessel did not react to their presence. They haven't even, like, started... Are they supposed to see people move to their... (laughs) They're in low orbit and they're in high orbit. Are they supposed to, like, sense that they've gone into, like, battle stations and, like, moved around the ship?
0: That's like, ah, shit, I hear a ruckus on that ship up there.
1: (laughs) So then he decides to move close towards them for some reason.
0: Yeah. In battles... Well, they're in battle stations, even though they can't afford a fight. So, you know... Let, let's get all up in their business and provoke them. <laughs> I don't
1: know enough about this, and I just—I'm sort of going off something I heard once. Uh, mm. And it's actually based off the film Gravity. I don't know if right. you've seen it.
0: I think I have
1: the one keep... with San- Sandra Bullock and George Clooney, and they're in space. And uh, mm. there's not much more to it really than that.
0: <laughs>
1: Wait, think f- I saw the first that one. like fifteen twenty minutes is basically them like orbiting a thing, repairing it.
0: I don't think I have Talking. seen that one. I, I there was there was like a few years where a lot of space films ca- ca- yeah, it came was, out came out around stellar Yeah, and I think that whenever I I've seen one of them and I can never remember which, but I don't think it's gravity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, anyway, I believe it was uh Neil something that guy.
0: Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, that's Tyson. One.
1: Uh Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, close enough.
0: <laughs> I mean, I got it wrong too.
1: <laughs> he, uh, I seem to remember him saying, or someone saying that in that film they use to get to like a a they they basically get stranded in space mm-hmm. in their spacesuits and they want to get to a space station they can see, and so mm-hmm. they use these like thrusters to propel them towards it that mm-hmm. are on their suit. And he's basically saying that that's not how space works and you can't just like use a thruster to propel yourself like a jetpack in like mini directions, You know, making quick changes. Mm. I, I'd, I'd like to find out more about that, but yeah.
0: I'd just like to point that out. Cool. I mean, it could be true. I, I don't know enough about space physics. As I, I made clear earlier, when I started bitching about them then realised I didn't know what I was talking about. Also, going back <laughs> like... to
1: the whole do battleships and... And like frigates move different speeds. When you think again, it might just be like uh sort of pop culture, just like references. But if you think of something like Star Wars, and you have like the huge ships, those huge like uh star destroyers, yeah, that are just like plodding along, and you got all these like Tie fighters, like you know, science, yeah. Maybe they're travelling the same distance? I don't know.
0: Uh, I, I think we're way out of our depth here.
1: <laughs> maybe we should start writing a
0: science fiction book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, apparently our space physics would be about as accurate as in this one. Well, I mean, actually, you've seen gravity, so you'd probably be <laughs> ahead of this. <laughs> you know that you, you know that you can't propel yourself. <laughs> I know that I heard someone
1: say maybe that you can't do that.
0: still more research than seems to have gone into this so that's cool (laughs) yeah i I like i like hollister captain obvious (laughs) like they're saying that the ship seems to have zero life signs, and he says all the escape pods were jettisoned they could have abandoned ship no shit hollister
1: (laughs) hollister mentioned as he pointed out the open ports where pods used to sit
0: Yeah, I wonder what they used their escape pods for. (laughs) Definitely not abandoning ship. No one had ever used their escape pods for that. That's what you get rid of your shit in. You just shit in an escape pod until it's full, then shoot it
1: out. (laughs) So they decide that they might want to salvage this for parts because it's, you know, unoccupied. Mm -hmm. Uh. And, uh, yeah, and not a bad idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's sound enough. Seeing if they have anything useful, as you know, they're on a battleship that was a tr- that was a transport ship and is like different but the same, and they've been fucked up in like two fights. So yeah, you know, spare parts never bad.
1: Yeah, not a bad idea. But what is a bad idea is having Tona lead the team. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which I d- Hollister suggests, actually, with a chuckle. Mm. I'd like to think that he was actually joking. With that chuckle. And like, Jack was like, you're right, she should be captain.
0: And he's like, no, wait. Uh, no, I, I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, this it, is what should never be one myself. <laughs> See, this is what happens. Hollister tries to have a little bit of fun. And toner ends up fucking joint captain. <laughs>
1: I like this sentence as well. If Hollister was giving her a team, then she must be a, truly a part of the team. <laughs> yes, if yep. she is the team...
0: That she is part of the team. <laughs> that is true.
1: <laughs> I also don't understand this, so this is skipping ahead a bit, but I kind of have to, to explain my questioning. Uh, mm-hmm. It says... So his his reasoning is that she has took many scans of the Vortmund. Vortmund and mm-hmm. I think she knows the ships better than we do. But then later on they discover like a plaque on the ship that has IDF Vortmund... And then Jack's like, hmm, "Vortmund, a good name for a good ship." So, is that name a surprise, or do they know? I don't understand how. I
0: does... I, I I don't know. I don't know. It, it it seems it seems to me like we were supposed to find out the name when they found the plaque. Yeah,
1: because initially, when Hollis is talking about it, it seems like it's the kite, the type of ship. Like it's a it's a Vortmund ship.
0: Yeah, possibly. And I don't so know. I thought he was saying... I that think the naming convent, Like, the convention he's been using is that, like, ship's actual names are in italic. So, it's true. But, yeah, I could see how you could also think that, like, it's a, it's a Vaultman class she's, kind of you thing. you got
1: experience with those, so... But, no, yeah.
0: not that that's its name. And somehow Halston knows it. Anyway. And, and but yeah, like, I also don't get that just, like... It's like, she's taken many scans of it, so I think she knows it better than we do. Like, that, that that has no bearing. Maybe that's a reason why she should come along on the expedition, but, you know, that's like, you know, you've got some random guy on the bridge that's, like, manning a computer, sending out scans. It's like, oh, yeah, you, you know this. Uh, you've got more scans of this. Leave the expedition. Like, I have no experience dealing with a team. I'm just here to man the scanner. Yeah, but you know it better than me now. Like, isn't the point of being a Captain... To delegate tasks like that anyway, so they could report you the important things. So I was going, Oh, they've she she scanned it, she gets to run the mission. Yeah. I mean Like of of course someone else other than the captain is going to be standing there scanning the ship. The point is that he should just be getting the important information from the scanning of the ship. Like what the fuck? She's supposed to be a scientist.
1: She's in, or like an engineer. She's in no way qualified to lead a team in terms of like a, you know, tactical operations.
0: Yeah, it's like, like I don't know, like like they mentioned that there are like two teams. There's like a security team and like another team, which I'm guessing is like a tech team to yeah, like that's start something things running. I was going to
1: mention is we never. We never find out what the second team is.
0: Yeah, we know there's a security team. Don't know what the other team's there for. Just pff, yeah, just sit around drinking Tone, pina coladas. Yeah. watching Tone had the taken security two team. teams
1: with her. The first being a security team to sweep the entire ship. Blah blah blah, and then mm. it just never describes the other one.
0: Like, like, like if like if the second team's like a technical team, then I guess it would make sense uh, for her as much as anyone to be in charge of like that section, maybe. I know. I'm still uncomfortable giving her power over anything, but I could at least understand that. But, like, even so, there should still be, like, someone in charge of, like, the security and the technical team just, like, oh like watching over everything and directing them. It yeah. seems weird that this techie person is also technically in control of the security team as well. That's the fucked up part. Apparently it took them 20 minutes to reach the bridge. Hmm. Well, you know, it's right on the top of the ship, like all the bridges, <laughs> and they had to start at the bottom. And indeed, the entire ship is desolate. Very Mary Celeste. Yep. Just, just see, like, there's nothing wrong with the ship, but it's empty. And I, I don't recall us ever getting a reason why the Vortman's empty whatsoever. Like, actually, if I recall, earlier on in the chapter, like, uh, Tiberius mentions that. Well, not Tiberius, the private talking to him. Mentions that a uh, mining expedition went missing in this sector, oh. so I'm guessing that was who was on the Vault originally. Wasn't? But still, yeah, gone. I say, but still, no indication of why. And to the best of my knowledge, we don't actually get a reason in the future either.
1: God, there's there's such like spicy potential for that. Because wasn't <laughs> Jack's father in a my? No, he was in a transport fleet or something that got lost mysteriously. No,
0: wasn't that Tona's parents? Or something like that. Uh, God, was so long ago. <laughs> I'm so long like... ago. Sure I think I'm sure it was Tona's parents. They got they just like got lost, disappeared in some expedition.
1: Yeah, well, either way, there's such like potential for oh, this could have been like the deserted ship of her father or something. Mm. But no. Just it's just like another like freebie, for uh, well that was a freebie. <laughs> it's just like oh now we have a
0: mining ship, yay! Yeah, yeah, like just yeah. Yeah, like I don't know. Like the thing is, it it could, it does kind of make sense in this context because like uh, like in a minute Tony decides that you know they can use this to like make parts for their ship, so it it makes sense in the context of like making this planet their base. Kind of. But, you know, actually manning a second ship, I'm not sure how good an idea that is. Like, you know, that sounds like a good thing, but that can be quite stressful if you have nowhere to go and restock your manpower. Yeah. Because there's, like, now 170 people on this ship that—that that is now now a chunk of that is going to be on another ship. What impact is that going to have
1: Especially on everything,
0: this- on the running of the ship? Because, like... Because, like, I'm imagining that while there's going to be some, uh, like, how you say redundancy, so that they can cope if someone can't do their shift for some reason, you know, they've got to have slightly more people available than they need in a ship that's, like, an individual island like this that's running 24-7 gonna have to have some redundancy, but that's going to, like, have people doing double shifts now on the Tranquility and shit like that, because, you know, like, you know, there's going to be people on the Tranquility, like the security team, you know, that's a big chunk of manpower that's just sitting around, you know, that's not actually running the ship, but the people that they are going to have to have on the vaultment they're going to have to be techie people, they're going to have to be, like, engineers, they're going to have to be pilots and shit like that, people that they can't have that many of on the Tranquility, really. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just... It's gonna... It makes sense while they're just hanging around this planet, but if they had plans to eventually fly off, then shit could get really difficult <laughs> having another ship.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem like the best idea, in particular because their, like, main goal appears to just be, like, to get home, not to, like, I don't know, conquer this new dimension.
0: Yeah, that like, they, they want to escape back to their own dimension, so they... Like, again, I'll it may as it seems like it's so little effort for them it makes sense to stay there and use the ship to like mine for parts to repair the tranquility that's fine i don't have a problem with that but like the impression you get is that they plan to like fly off these two ships into the sunset when they decided to continue their nebulous poorly planned mission (laughs) so now that That's not a good idea at all. After they're happy that they've got everything they need, they should break the vaultman down for parts and then fly off and leave it behind. Yeah, and apparently Tona
1: is talking to Jack through her... Actually, I don't know what she's... Yeah, her APAC. She's got a communication panel or something. Uh, Yeah. Or there's a communication panel on...
0: The vaultman? That's somehow synced up. I mean, yeah... I guess that's just something. I, we've I think got to give have, a
1: have have communication panels. Yeah,
0: they do. Definitely have like internal communications. But it sounds like, like it sounds like that that he's got visuals. So it sounded to me like it was a ship to ship communication kind of thing. Like you know, like on Star Trek where there's like one person on one screen mm-hmm. and another person on the other. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, I can see she's in a her APAC and has her hair tied up in a ponytail. Um, and that's where we learn.
1: Detail. That's where we learn the. You know, the gold plaque and the name.
0: Yeah, uh, we learn it for the second time. <laughs> act, act surprise, people. Act surprise. Ooh, Vortmund. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> he must have just forgot. <laughs> he must have just written it at the first time because he was going, it's like, well, it's it's the Vortmund. That's the name of the ship. Just like, oh, so yes, you, she's taken all these scans of the Vortmund. <laughs> Maybe just Jack didn't know. Maybe Jack's just an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Or maybe Tona's an idiot. Maybe they're all fucking idiots. <laughs> I don't think there's a maybe about it. <laughs> um, yeah, and so
1: Tona comes up with the idea of we can use this ship to collect minerals and then make our own
0: parts. Uh, collect minerals, so can make our own parts. Yeah.
1: Um, and then obviously, this new ship is going to need a captain. So. Yeah. Guess who Chuck made captain?
0: Bradley. No. Ah. Uh ooh, Kelly Merton. She's the best communications officer.
1: She is good. But you don't I want mean, to. I mean, definitely not
0: you. definitely not Farron. I mean, you know, they're not gonna miss him on communications. Yeah, fuck but, you know, he's also shit at his job. Nope. Corporal Franks? Nope. Captain Shrike. Like... Oh no.
1: Oh, no.
0: She went from leading a team to captain. Yeah, she went from being an unaffiliated science officer in the army to being a captain of a a ship in, I don't know, a a few weeks, a month. (laughs) And
1: all it took was to fuck the captain.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no conflict of interest here. None whatsoever. That's fine. This is fine. There's nothing wrong here. (laughs) She nearly passed out in shock.
1: (laughs) Squeaking a yes, yes,
0: before actually jumping in joy. Mm. She darted to the captain's chair, brushed off the dust and sat down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Tona spoke with a sudden air of importance before letting out a childish giggle.
0: Mm. Why does Jack do this in such... Like, this is, he just, why does he just, like, throw weird, like, he just throws out, uh, how you say, uh, promotions, yeah. He just gives promotions, like, their treats, and in the most bizarre way, to, like, seemingly give him a kick, like, when he randomly promoted her while talking to the insurrectionists. And she's just like, what? I've been promoted, what's going on? And now like him, I'm guessing on the bridge and her on the bridge. Like I'm guess I'm assuming there are people around on both ends, mm-hmm. possibly not on Tona definitely on Jack's end, possibly not on Tona's end. And then he just randomly like promotes her on the spot in front of all these people without discussing it with anyone, just spur of the moment. Yeah. Just okay. <laughs> That's horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, I don't even think I need to say why anymore, because we've complained about it so much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just par for the course now.
0: Yeah, like, it, that's the thing, like, it's the most extreme and flagrant one, but we've complained about the small one so much that it's not even worth, like, digging into it anymore, because it's just like, yeah, yeah, still, still fucking the worst. <laughs> this is still an awful thing. <laughs> oh, God. That, another thing that I find funny... Ja- <laughs> Jack was going on earlier about the only thing keeping him sane was seeing Tona so he's now made her captain of another ship where she's going to have responsibilities that she's that, that she isn't at all like prepared or qualified for dealing with but even ignoring that she's now not he's now not going to be able to see the only person keeping him sane as often so yeah that's smart like it makes so much more sense if she just kept her on and not part of the crew if he was going to follow her or if she was going to have a relationship that would have made sense. <laughs> oh well.
1: Yeah, I just feel like there's like a there needed to be a romantic element to this book. It was just like shoehorned in there will be a woman on board with him.
0: Hmm. He's not gay, you see. Yeah. It's a, it's important that the reader at home appreciates that Captain Jack Hunter is not in fact a homosexual.
1: Because yeah, we've
0: got this we've got this like real There's a sexual tension between him and Hollister, so we need a female for him to fuck.
1: Yeah, where's the, like, uh, remastered version of this where it's, like, it's like Hollister and Jack relationship, (laughs) as God intended. (laughs) Yeah. Where he was himself that night.
0: So, would the Slash pairing be Hack or Jollister? (laughs)
1: I don't know what those words mean. <laughs> and I don't want to know. Wait, I think, I, I'm on, I think I'm I know on team saying, Jollister.
0: But... <laughs> the real couple. Fuck, jo- <laughs> fuck Jonah. Toner's a fucking Jonah. Good one. I, I think the nautical reference I'm making is lost on you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. I mean, if I ever get, I'm assuming, very old men interested in maritime history listening to the podcast, that they'd be, like, laughing into their elbows at that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and so she sets up the ship in five days, apparently. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it should take. Like, I don't know if she's really competent or quite incompetent here.
1: It also says it took about five days to get the two ships working perfectly. So, not only have they been working on the new ship, the old ship is also
0: perfect. Like, so does that mean they've completed the repairs on the Tranquility? Yeah, so end? why do they need the parts? Yeah, what they're... are they making parts for? <laughs> what is their plan? What are they doing?
1: It's <laughs> just like killing time. <laughs>
0: Pretty much. Killing, to... killing Again, time until they... they die, natural causes. There's... They need an excuse to stay around this planet for the next plot point to happen. Basically, if they don't start mining, the plot can't continue. That's the actual reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, we are left with a bit of a cliffhanger.
0: Hmm. Um.
1: We basically the old system was the Echelon system, which was the trade hub, and the planet they're mining is apparently the fifth one.
0: Hmm. Uh, Echelon Five, a dead world with a not so dead secret. That's just such a terrible. <laughs> like, what the hell's a
1: dead secret? It's not like a phrase <laughs> a or anything. Not so at dead all. secret. <laughs> it's not clever because it's not a phrase. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's...
1: if it's it just, had been like it's not a, so dead, <laughs> I don't know, like a hidden planet with a hidden secret or something. That's a bit, a bit better. Than a dead secret. What does that mean? But, but the
0: but the world isn't hidden. It is
1: dead. Yeah, but don't try and be clever <laughs> when you're not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. Like uh, it always just I I hate it when books do that. Just have have like little little like teasers like that. You know, like 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 there's. Uh, like that's that's i always just find that like such a clumsy way to do a cliffhanger just be like just like oh but but this will happen later oh oh." yeah this book's particularly bad at that yeah like i've 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 come across it in other books too and i'm rarely a fan of it like 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 i know like like sometimes in it does depend on the style of the book like it, to me, it I dislike it especially in this book because it's generally so out of place. It like just like suddenly like goes to like this big sort of like uh, to this big narrator voice, just like not so dead secret viewers at home. Tune in next week to the way the stars fall, where Jack and Tona will start mining. Yeah, and that's uh, that's, that's the chapter. Yeah, it's chapter thirteen. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, like, now we, we've started the next arc, basically, and th- this does lead somewhere, the vaultman and mining on Echelon 5. I'm not af- I'm not afraid to tell you. And it does last for more than two chapters. <laughs> the next plot thread that gets pulled, j- just in case, not he couldn't think of enough plots to have, you like, another one for every two chapters. The next one lingers a little bit. But yeah... I mean, I, I'm done. I mean, I, I talked about engines for far too long this week, so I think I owe it to the listeners to stop talking. <laughs> you got anything else to say? Uh, no,
1: I'm just, uh, as always, excited to see what comes up next.
0: Yeah. it's gonna Shit's going to start getting real. That's, that's all i got to say. Gird yourself for the future of the Vortmund and the tranquility and ugh, Captain Shrike. Like, how's... How's that going to work now? Is she subservient to Jack? Like, is Jack now, like, a commander, technically, because he's in command of a fleet of ships? Or or do the people that Jack gave to Tona? I'm, I'd actually be interested in knowing how many that is for for later things to do with my body counts. I have a feeling that I'm going to have to make a lot of assumptions on how many people are on the vault. I decide are on the vaultmund, but that, that's, that's a discussion for another week. But, you know, are these people, are they now, like, directly, like, responsible to Tona? Like, if Jack gave them an order and Tona gave them an order, who should they listen to? Because they're both captains now. He's promoted her to his level. Uh, yes. I mean, I mean, like, we all know that they should, by every logical thing, just listen to Jack. Because he's clearly in command. And this is clearly a toy for his red-headed fuck buddy, being made a captain. <laughs> but... Technically speaking, if we were being realistic about chains of commands, you know, they, they should have to listen to Tona, like, over Jack, really, because they're now uh, her crew on her ship, which is now, like, uh, you know, he hasn't made the power, like, the birth uh, power structure clear between their two ships now. Like, I mean, I know I'm being pedantic. I know that it's obvious that she's not going to betray Jack because. That'd be an interesting plot with ramifications and insights into humanity. But you know, <laughs> but you know, just, just as a hypothetical of me being an arsy bastard, you know, this does raise potential problems about who they're meant to listen to in a crisis. But yeah, now now I think I actually am done. <laughs> Nothing else, Louis. No. <laughs> cool. So we bid two absolute bookends, reading chapter thirteen of *The Way the Stars Fall: Rebirth*. Next time, we're going to get started in some deep, dirty mining action on the vaultman with Toner. And, you know, follow our social medias, though nobody does. And we'll see you next week, my good fellas. See ya. Boy.